You have discovered 2.1, a Netrunner Reboot Project podcast. Episode 0, Who, What, Why, How. Hey, this is Remy, and this is episode zero of my new Netrunner-based podcast. But as you might have been able to tell from the opening, it's not a normal Netrunner podcast, so there are several questions to answer up front. What is Netrunner? What is the Reboot Project? You'll want to know what you can expect from this podcast. Why is it called 2.1? And who am I? Well, I won't take those questions in that order. First, let me start with the podcast expectations. Admittedly, the focus of this podcast is a fairly niche group. It is the Netrunner Reboot Project, which I will get to a little bit more in a minute. I don't intend to cover the cards from Null Signal Games, but much of what will be covered here is still broadly applicable to Android Netrunner, by Fantasy Flight Games, and a lot, perhaps in theory, may still apply to Null Signals game. Also, it's important to point out that it's not a competitive-focused podcast. I mean, maybe eventually it'll be, but that's not where I am right now, and I'll get to that, to that a little bit more later, too. It should be very beginner-friendly. I've started teaching the game to my nephew, uh, to a friend of mine, so I'm in a very beginning-of-the-game mindset, which should hopefully be helpful to anybody else for whom this is a new game. It'll also have some occasional news and updates and current information about the Reboot Project, but will live more uh, kind of in the past. And as for the structure of the show, uh, there's a reason this is an episode zero, and that's because this episode will not be like the remainder. What there will be is a few short segments about different aspects of the game. Uh, some of them will be old, some of them will be new, and I'm shooting for a length of about 20 to 30 minutes. It'll be weekly to start with, but will probably eventually become bi-weekly. All right, so the second question, what is the Reboot Project? Well, here is a comment on the project from the homepage itself. Quote, this is a reboot of the Netrunner card pool from the original core set through Data and Destiny. We have rebalanced a large number of cards using a modern understanding of the game and the power of hindsight to create a version of Netrunner that is in the greatest form that could have been. Unquote. Uh, the balancing of those cards is something I'll be covering in future episodes, these specific changes. But in general, the changes are relatively mild, often just changing a number on the card by one or two. Now, how does the Reboot Project compare and contrast with Null Signal Games' continuation of Android Netrunner? Well, again, from the Reboot Project website, quote, In short, NSG, that's Null Signal Games, 
is a gradual phase-out of all, or nearly all, FFG cards, which replaces them with NSG's own designs. The Netrunner Reboot Project is an effort to preserve and lightly supplement the FFG game as it was at its best. It is the view of the Reboot Project that FFG made a critical error when it chose to rotate the original core set, and we seek to remedy this error, while NSG sees such a rotation as necessary for sustainable growth." You can read more about the differences and uh, what might appeal to you more about the Reboot Project or Null Signal Games on the Reboot Project website linked in the show notes. A third question, what is Netrunner? Uh, Most people who have found this podcast probably already know, but just in case you don't, Netrunner is an asymmetric two-player card game. It's asymmetric because each side makes a deck of cards from separate card pools. They build different kinds of boards. So it's almost like two different games, but yet they're both chasing the points cards that are located in the deck of the corporation, which one of the players plays. Uh, The other player is a runner, a hacker. And the theme is around hackers and mega corporations in the future. There will be a nice flavor explanation that's provided in the rule book, and we'll hear about that in the epilogue to the show. The fourth question, why is this podcast called 2.1? Well, the original collectible card game, Netrunner, was released in 1996. It was designed by Richard Garfield as one of the first games he designed after Magic the Gathering. It was designed to be sort of uh, correcting the mistakes that he saw in Magic and changing things up. Uh, Netrunner received one expansion, Proteus which, interestingly, was also called version 2.1. But a second expansion was never released because development was halted. It wasn't as successful as Wizards of the Coast, the company that was making it, wanted it to be, and so they stopped making it. The original Netrunner I consider to be 1.0. Sixteen years after the original Netrunner first released in 2012, Fantasy Flight Games obtained the license and created their own version of the game, modifying it pretty significantly, but the core ideas were still the same. They imported it and themed it in their Android universe, and the name of it is Android Netrunner. They also turned it into a living card game, which differs from a collectible card game in that in a collectible card game, a CCG, you open random booster packs and hope you get good cards. In a living card game, an LCG, this is a fantasy flight innovation, you get all the cards. But they still do release a lot of cards. The fantasy flight game ran from 2012 to 2018 before they lost the license or chose not to renew it. I don't know exactly what happened there. And they released eight cycles of cards, each of them containing six data packs. Each data pack had 20 cards, so... There's 120 times 8, 960 cards. They also had five larger deluxe expansions, each of which had about 50 cards. 
and a campaign expansion. So hundreds and hundreds of cards were released by Fantasy Flight Games before they lost the license. It is the Fantasy Flight version that I would consider version 2.0. After Fantasy Flight gave up the license, a fan group was created, originally called Nisei, which is a reference to some of the cards in Netrunner, and currently called Null Signal Games. And from 2019 to now, in 2023 when this is being recorded, they've offered prize kits and have actually released two cycles of cards themselves. Each of their cycles is just two large packs. They've also released a revised core set called System Gateway. I consider the Null Signal Games project to be version 3.0. So then we come to the Netrunner Reboot project, which is really, compared to Null Signal, it's much less of a change. Uh, the terminology has not been changed. The rules have not been overhauled. Uh, the cards are, are, do not really look any different, except that a few numbers have been changed. Now, arguably, Null Signal games could have been called 2.1. Uh, because it had less changes to the original game than Android Netrunner did, uh, but still way more changes for that than for Reboot. So Reboot, to my mind, becomes the incremental upgrade to Android Netrunner. So it's 2.1. All right, a fifth question. Who am I? Well, my name is Remy Gibson. My username on BoardGameGeek, on Discord, and uh, pretty much everywhere is Auberman, A-W-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. Uh, in fact, my email address is auberman at yahoo.com. It's an old email address. I originally heard about Netrunner, the CCG, in a passing comment made by Jeff Engelstein on Ludology in probably late 2011, early 2012, one of their early episodes. And it was only a few months later that Android Netrunner was announced. That was in May of 2012. I ordered the game the day it was released in September of that year and played it with my son, who at the time was almost 11. And I liked it a bunch out of the gate. We both enjoyed playing it a lot. We played it a lot. It became a lifestyle game for us, basically. Uh, we picked up a second core set for him in November. That way we had enough to enough cards so that we had more than one copy of the one-ofs. Uh, we had a full playset of any of that had uh, the two-ofs. And of course, we had plenty of three-ofs after that. And going forward, then we bought all the releases. Uh, we both did. All the data packs, all the expansions, all the way through the end of the Fantasy Flight game. So I had a full set. I've logged about 500 plays of the game, although largely that was from 2012 into like 2016, 2017. I have played competitively a little bit, a very little bit. I played in the Iowa City Regional in 2013 in the spring. In the Chicago, in the Chicago area, it was uh, Plainfield. It was a Plainfield store, the Wandering Dragon, I believe. I, I think that was a store championship then. I don't think that was still a regional in 2014. I then played in the Madison, Wisconsin Regional in 2015, at which that was the largest one I played at. There were 71 players. And then I played in the Peoria, Illinois Store Championship in 2016. I think there were only eight people at that one. And then after that, you know, we'd kind of moved on to other things. Despite that, though, 
I am not terribly good at the game. As an anecdotal example, that 71-player tournament in Madison, I finished 71st. Uh, my son finished number 70. So, uh, yeah. So think of me more of as an enthusiastic amateur. Uh, part of that is, I don't, I, I don't typically play the same game over and over again, so I never really get mastery of a game. But part of it is because early on when my son was just like 11 years old, I specifically chose not to, you know, not to play on Octagon or later on Jinteki because I didn't want to get really good at the game and then be way better than him because I wanted him to keep playing. I wanted the two of us to play together. So sort of artificially put a ceiling on my skill level, I guess. I eventually ended up selling my set uh, late last year because my son moved out and nobody else was going to play and the game has moved on to null signal. I'm like, well, I can, I don't need all of these cards. I, I kind of hate building decks, having to take them out of the binders and everything to put the decks together. I hate using sleeves, so I couldn't use them with the, the null signal stuff. And so I intended to just buy a new set when they finally get around to changing their card backs to be all the same. In the meantime, in October of last year, of 2022, a game came out called Marvel Snap, which is a, it's, it's similar, like it's a, it's a collectible card game type style, except it's for mobile, it has 12 card decks, games last like five minutes, and that really has reawakened my desire to play. The more I play that, the more I'm like, well, I kind of like to play Netrunner again, you know? So as I was looking around to see if Null Signal had, had, had when what the time frame was for them changing the card backs, I once again came across the Reboot Project, which I always liked the approach of, but just figured, well, they're, they're, the changes are small, but there's too many for me just to remember, so I would need to use proxies, so I would need to use sleeves. But at some point between when I first heard about it and now, uh, the Reboot Project has their own online site, Retechy, and... Uh, so that means it is playable. I, of course, I've always liked the approach. So now I'm jumping in with both feet into Reboot. Uh, starting on May 1st of 2023, I've got my own 2.1 channel on the Reboot Discord so that we can start our way through with an LCG-style format, which I'll get to in just a minute what that is. As for this podcast... Um, there are not too many Netrunner podcasts out currently, unlike back when in the heyday in 2013, 2014, there were, I don't know, as many as a couple dozen. And uh, none of them are about reboot as far as I can tell. So as a companion to that play group that I'm getting together, this podcast. The sixth and final question to cover is, or point to cover is the reboot formats. And again, I'll pull this directly from the website, uh, the Reboot homepage. And there are four main formats. The first is Reboot Constructed, the constructed format. You build a deck using all of the legal Fantasy Flight sets. So that's all of the sets up through Data and Destiny, which includes the first core, Genesis, Creation and Control, the Spin Cycle, Honor and Profit, the Lunar Cycle, 
order and chaos, the sand-sand cycle, and data and destiny. And then any reboot boosters, of which right now there is one and a second on the way soon. There is no most wanted list or ban list. And uh, most published decks you'll see on Netrunner DB or the, the reboot version of Netrunner DB are for this format. A second format is pre-constructed. It's referred to as a format for those who want the feel of a constructed match, but without the deck building. Each player chooses ready-to-play decks from this list. So when you use the Retechie uh, server, it's like Gintechie, but it's for this game, for the reboot project, There's, it comes built in with a couple dozen pre-constructed decks so you can just grab a deck and play. A third format is Jumpstart. Select Jumpstart on retechie.fun and receive an algorithmically generated, never-before-seen deck. Our guided, semi-random process will give you a deck that is guaranteed to both function and be a bit silly. This is a perfect format for exploring the card pool for the first time since it requires absolutely zero preparation, although to be quite honest, the novelty never really runs out. Even very experienced players can enjoy Jumpstart. So this kind of like, uh, I don't know, like Keyforge. You remember Keyforge from a few years ago where they had unique decks? Sounds like it's a little bit like that. I haven't tried that one yet. And then here's the one that I'm working on, which is the LCG style. For newer players, with a bit more time, you can begin by making decks for the core set only and then add cycles or boxes in chronological order as your playgroup is ready. The card pool has been balanced so that at any point in the chronology, the runner-corp side balance should be good. But at the game's earliest points, some factions definitely have a bit of catching up to do. Once you get to around the end of spin cycle, every faction should feel viable. That's what I'm doing with the 2.1 group on the Reboot Discord, is this LCG style. So starting with just the core set in the month of May 2023, and then every month I intend to add one data pack. That's how I experienced the game from the beginning, because data packs came out once a month. Now there are faster versions on the site and have been run, and maybe we'll speed it up at some point, but for me, I think that's about all the more I can absorb one month at a time, at least to begin with. Well, that's basically it for episode zero. Uh, you can contact me I gave you my email address a little bit earlier. I'll get one that is 2.1 specific. It's auburman at yahoo.com. But you can also look me up on Discord and send me a message there. Or Board Game Geek. It's the same username everywhere. The music in this episode is from Alexi Action. And many episodes will end right about here. And then there will be an epilogue, which is a segment that I call Astroscript pilot program. And it'll just be a dump of information, uh, flavor text, stuff from the rule book, stuff from the inserts and the expansions. But I also know that a lot of people don't necessarily care about that stuff. So I'm sticking it all the way at the end so that if you get to the, the closing music, you can be like, okay, I don't need any stories. I'm out. And that's fine. But if you want to stick around, Stick around after the closing song. Uh, we'll look forward. Episode one will be dropping very soon. See you then.
Over the course of 18 hours, the runners hit Jinteki, Haas Bioroid, and Wayland Consortium with DOS attacks, data theft, and a truly vulgar piece of cyber vandalism. These attacks cost each megacorp millions upon millions of credits. NBN put together a hollow report inside half an hour. 30 minutes after the third megacorp node went dark, Lily Lockwell was standing in front of the beanstalk, gravely lecturing on the evils of unregulated networks and the rise of cybercrime worldwide. Five minutes later, the runners had struck again. Now, Lockwell was reading out the Anarch's manifesto. They hadn't bothered to make her lips sync with the new audio track. One in three feeds got a special bonus. Lockwell's head grafted onto a sense star's scantily clad body. The talking head said it was a legion of organized cybercriminals, trimoff activity, Martian terrorists. They were wrong. It was three people. A G-mod from Heinlein, a cyborg New Angelino, and a baseline woman from Boswash, who knew one another by reputation only. But the heads were right about one thing. It was the start of a cyber war, one that neither side could afford to lose. Welcome to Android Netrunner. It is the future. Humanity has spread itself across the solar system with varying degrees of success. The Moon and Mars are colonized. A plan to terraform the Red Planet is well underway, hindered only by a civil war that has broken out and locked down many of its habitation domes. On Earth, a massive space elevator has been built near the equator in the sprawling megapolis of New Angeles, stretching up into low orbit. It is the hub of trade in the solar system, and most people refer to it as the beanstalk. Computers have continued to advance, along with discoveries in the field of neurobiology. This has led to brain mapping, a method by which a human mind can be stored electronically in sophisticated mind-machine interface devices. The physical mouse and keyboard are archaic relics. Gestural interfaces and vert displays are commonplace. Elite users jack in, plugging the computer directly into their brains. Enormous megacorporations, called corps by most, influence every facet of daily life, food, 3D, music, career choices. Jinteki and Haas Bioroid redefine life itself, making clones and bioroids with brain-taped, artificially intelligent minds. The Wayland Consortium owns a piece of everything that goes up or down the beanstalk, and everything goes up or down the beanstalk. And NBN shapes what you think and dream with the most extensive media network ever conceived on Earth under their control.
Everyone relies on the network, the all-seeing, all-hearing grid that surrounds Earth and reaches out into the solar system beyond. More data flows through the network every second than was ever expressed in the first 5,000 years of written language. It is a surveillance network, a financial system, a library. It is the backbone of modern civilization. And it is also the only weakness the corpse have. The network is forever evolving and moving, impossible to completely pinpoint or lock down. Rogue operators, computer specialists with the hardware, software, and raw talent to challenge the system, use the sprawl of the net to their advantage. Some want to expose the rot that lies at the heart of the system and to awaken the teeming billions to the hypocrisy of their corporate masters. Others just want to earn a profit or express themselves in the ultimate medium. Whatever their motivation, the actions of these individuals intersect in a common cause, that of digital independence. They are runners.